The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 24th chapter. Glory to you, Lord. Now on that same day when Jesus had appeared to Mary Magdalene, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and talking with each other about all of the things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself came near and went with them. But their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, what were you discussing with each other as you were walking along? They stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place here in these days? And Jesus said, what things? They replied, the things about Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all of the people, and how our chief priests and our leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and crucified him. We had hoped he was the one to redeem Israel. And besides all this, it is now the third day since these things took place. Some of the women of our group astounded us. They were at the tomb early this morning, and when they did not find the body there, they came back and told us they had indeed seen a vision of angels who said that Jesus was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see him. Then Jesus said to them, How foolish you are, how slow of heart to believe what the prophets have declared. Was it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things and then enter into his glory? Then beginning with Moses and through all the prophets, he interpreted to them the things about himself in the scripture. As they came near to the village to which they were going, he walked ahead as if going on. But they urged him strongly saying, stay with us because it is almost evening and the day is now nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, blessed it and broke it and gave it to them. And then their eyes were opened. They recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scripture to us? That same hour, they got up and returned to Jerusalem, where they found the eleven and their companions gathered together. They were saying, The Lord has risen indeed, and he has appeared to Simon. They then told what had happened on the road and how he had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. The Gospel of the Lord. While it has been over 15 years since this happened, the story that I'm about to tell you, which some of you may have heard before, is one of those stories worth repeating and one which my family has repeated often. It happened like this. 
We were on vacation, spent a couple of days at Disney World. Because we didn't think to make dinner reservations, it was late in the evening when we finally found a place to eat that had a table for us. As we were being seated, I was vaguely aware that the table right next to us was also being seated, although I paid little attention as I was busy looking at the menu. When the server came, she surprised us by pulling up a chair and sitting down right between the two tables, and then she asked, so, did you all introduce yourselves to each other yet? Because you're going to be eating together, so you should at least know each other's names. We all laughed, and I thought, oh, she's funny. <laughs> Turns out, not only was she funny, but she was serious, dead serious, because the very next thing she did was she got up, she left the table without taking our order, leaving the five of us and the five of them staring uncomfortably at one another. Eventually, obediently, reluctantly, and a little bit awkwardly, we began to introduce ourselves to one another, asking and answering all of the safe and non-threatening get acquainted type of questions like, what's your name? Where are you staying? How long have you been here? What have you seen? What have you done? All of a sudden, right in the middle of, we loved Tower of Terror, and the line was really long for, the mom brightly volunteers, we're Lutherans. I am not kidding you when I tell you that all of the chatter at both of the tables came to a screeching halt. I couldn't help but notice that the daughter rolled her eyes at her mother as only a 13-year-old can and then said exasperatedly, Mom? The mom asks innocently, what? And the daughter replies in a hushed voice but loud enough for all of us to hear, you didn't have to tell them that. Now, my three kids were absolutely riveted and enthralled as they waited and wondered and watched to see what their mom, the Lutheran pastor, would do. I am sad to tell you that I did not respond in the interest of furthering Lutheran fellowship, but rather my response was all about defending mothers of 13-year-olds who roll their eyes at them. So I confessed. Well, I said, I'm a Lutheran pastor. And without skipping a beat, the mom replies, ELCA? <laughs> Yes, I said, us too, she responded. And then we all relaxed, all 10 of us. And for the next hour and a half, we ate and we talked, enjoying the food before us and the company beside us. It was one of the most memorable, enjoyable, and unexpected meals I've ever had. I tell you this because it serves as an illustration of what takes place in the gospel reading for today. According to the church calendar, this is the third weekend of Easter, but 
in the reading from Luke for today, it's still Easter Sunday, mid-afternoon. As the story opens, we meet two people, a man named Cleopas and an unnamed companion. They're walking down a road away from Jerusalem and toward Emmaus. As I said, this is the afternoon of Easter Sunday, so it comes as no surprise that the two are deep in conversation discussing all that had happened since Jesus' triumphant entry into the city of Jerusalem just one week prior. The Bible tells us that the two are sad. But it's not difficult to imagine that their emotions would also most certainly have included despair, confusion, hopelessness, doubt, grief, and fear. As they were walking and talking, Jesus came alongside and joined them, although the scripture makes it clear that they did not know it was him. Jesus asked them, what are you talking about? The two are surprised that this stranger doesn't seem to know what has taken place, and so they rehearsed the events of the past week, ending with words that are so packed with meaning that we are given an insight into their mindset. They concluded, we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. We had hoped. The death of Jesus on the cross had wiped away their belief in him as the prophesied one, as the Messiah, as their Savior. This, in spite of the fact that Jesus had predicted the unfolding of his passion and his resurrection exactly as it had happened, and in spite of the fact that there had already been reports of an empty tomb and a resurrected Christ. Nevertheless, the two downcast companions, filled with disappointment and despair, sounding defeated, said, we had hoped. The stranger listened to everything that they had to say, and when they were finished, Jesus began to speak, and he pointed them to a new understanding, suggesting that what they had witnessed in Jerusalem was not the hopeless end they thought it was, but rather it was a part of a much larger story, suggesting that what they had seen and heard revealed something more true and beautiful and something much greater and grander was at work. He even went on to interpret scripture for them, the entire Old Testament, in fact, beginning with Moses and then all the prophets. As with so many other post-resurrection appearance stories, Jesus was not immediately recognized. At the empty tomb, Mary thought he was the gardener. At the Sea of Galilee, the seven disciples did not recognize that it was Jesus who was coaching them from the shore. And so also here on the road to Emmaus, Cleopas and his companion did not know that it was Jesus who was walking alongside them. As the day turned to evening, the two invited the stranger to stay with them. It was not until dinner, around the table, in the taking and the blessing and the breaking and the giving of the bread, 
that their eyes were opened and they at last saw this stranger for who he was, Jesus, the resurrected Christ, alive and in their midst. You just never know, do you? You just never know when the resurrected and living Christ is going to make an appearance, when he's going to show up on a long walk or be present at the table. Here at St. Philip the Deacon during the 40 days of Lent, we turned our attention to Ignatius's examine. During the very first movement of this ancient prayer practice, we are directed to invite the Holy Spirit to help us in recognizing and naming how and when and where God has been active and present in our lives. In other words, we ask for help to see, to really see, to see Jesus who is alive and present in our midst, to see Jesus in those who accompany us along life's journey, even in the strangers, perhaps most especially so in the strangers who show up unexpectedly, to see Jesus in the simplest of day-to-day moments, like going on a walk and sharing a meal. Many of you shared that simply by asking for the Spirit's help, you have been able to experience the presence of God in ways that otherwise would have been missed in everyday, ordinary, unassuming moments that would have gone unrecognized, unnoticed, and unseen, but for having paused to take notice, but for attending to the moments of your day through the lens of Emmanuel. God with us. This is so important because you just never know when the risen Lord is going to show up to tenderly listen to and understand your deepest feelings, when he's going to point beyond the present distressing circumstances to a new possibility, to a larger and grander story, when he's going to pull up a chair in a restaurant and in the interest of table fellowship, invite introductions, or when and where and how and through whom he's going to make himself present and known to you. You just never know. This is the Easter proclamation. Christ has risen. He has risen indeed. And that means He is with us. He is with us on the roads we walk, in the strangers that we meet along the way, in the water and in the word, in the bread and in the wine, and absolutely, most certainly here, in the company of the faithful. In the name of Jesus, amen.